Hi, everyone. Welcome to Undressing the Issue. I'm Julia. I am an LA-based therapist where I am in private practice and I specialize in working with all things related to sex and sexuality. One of the things that I plan on talking about quite a bit on this podcast is something called betrayal trauma. So this is something that I work with quite a bit in my private practice. And basically, in a nutshell, to answer the big question of what exactly is betrayal trauma, I want to give you a little bit of a background. So betrayal trauma is, well... It's kind of in the wording. It's the trauma of betrayal, of being betrayed. That can come in different contexts, but mostly what I see is when somebody has been cheated on, when there's been infidelity in a relationship, they experience this betrayal trauma. And this betrayal can come from their partners having a sex addiction that they didn't know about, or it could just be an affair. But regardless, it's really painful, it's really impactful, and it's something that so many people go through these days. And sometimes it's normalized in some cultures, in some circles, even um, at times on social media and what we see. So I feel like it's kind of a big topic, and I want to at least broach it and start talking about it because I'm sure we're going to talk about it so much more. But basically, betrayal trauma, the way I explain it is that it was actually born out of research with little kids. So if any of you have had kids or been around kids or know anything about kids, you probably know that when a kid, um, when a baby is born, not a kid, a baby, um, they're kind of dependent on the people who are changing their poopy diapers and feeding them and making sure they're clothed and warm and safe and loved and kissed and all of those awesome things that we do for our babies. So in order for that to happen, a baby just has to trust, right, without even realizing they're doing it, whoever is taking care of them. So when that person who is taking care of the baby, who that baby trusts does something to harm that baby, abuses that baby, maybe even when the baby's older, all of a sudden that trust is broken. That trust that was there, that was never questioned, it was just automatic. If this person's taking care of me, obviously they're safe, right? Well, if they stop taking care of me or if they harm me in some way, all of a sudden that comes into question. This whole reality that was never challenged before comes into question. And that's really earth-shaking. Everything you thought you knew now all of a sudden pops in front of you and you're going, wait, wait a second. Uh-oh, I'm not sure that that's actually what I thought it was. So if you ever see a kid, for example, um, who a normal child, let's say six, seven years old, and if they walk into, like, a Toys R Us, they are going to go bananas. They're going to run for stuff. They're going to want to touch stuff. They want to play with stuff. Everything looks like fun. So I used to work with children, and my office used to look like Toys R Us threw up in it. I had all sorts of toys, all the cool stuff. I had board games and Play-Doh and stuffed animals and dollhouses and you name it. 
So basically, this looks like a playground to any normal kid. And that's what I was always looking for. I want to see a kid walk in there and have their eyes light up and just have them run for stuff. And I would always tell them, hey, these are my toys and I love sharing my toys. So whatever you want to play with, feel free. You can grab it. You're allowed to use it. You don't have to ask me. I love sharing. Right. And the kids who are all good will run up to whatever they love and they're going to start playing with it. They're going to plunk down on the floor and they're going to go to town. Awesome. But there are some kids who would walk into my office and I would tell them that and I would say, hey, I have all these cool toys and I love sharing them. So go for it. I want you to play with my toys. You don't have to ask for permission. It's all good, buddy. And they would just stand there very quietly, kind of reserved. This is an immediate red flag for me because they're not trusting. It doesn't feel safe. Maybe they're a little shy. Okay, possible. But this is a sign that this child has had its trust broken. And now it's a little, a little apprehensive, a little slow to warm up. I don't know. I don't know if it's actually safe or if you're just saying that or I'm going to get in trouble or if I'm actually allowed to go and touch whatever I want because they're kids. Of course they want to, but if they're unsure, there's got to be a reason. Kids don't just do things for no reason. So fast forward in a relationship, this kind of works the same way. The person that you're with in an intimate relationship, the closest person to you, seemingly, is going to be the person that you trust the most, right? They've seen you naked. They have seen you at your best and your worst. You've been vulnerable with them. You've spent a ton of time with them. You thought you knew them. So when that person turns out to not be trustworthy and you never questioned it before, or maybe you did, but you didn't know for sure, this is traumatic. All of a sudden, you now question everything. Who did I know? Who are they? What is going on? How did I not see this? Was I not enough? All of these kinds of questions. And so you kind of start seeing the same thing. And just like with a child where this lack of safety, not just with their caregivers, but now if the person taking care of me isn't safe, is the rest of the world safe? This sort of generalization outward, you see it in people who've been betrayed by their partners as well. Now, can I trust my friends? Did they know about it? Can I trust the next person I meet? Or does everybody lie? Because if I didn't see it with the person I share a life with, how am I supposed to know if somebody else does it who I don't really know that well? right? It goes everywhere. So this is, in a nutshell, betrayal trauma. Now, the reason why I talk about this is because I subscribe to what's called the trauma model in working with partners of sex addicts. So partners of sex addicts used to be called uh, co-addicts. Like they in some way have promoted the behavior of the addict in their lives. What a fucking joke. Pardon my French, but I feel very strongly about this. So to me, this is a form of blaming the victim. This person was lied to, deceived, manipulated, and in my opinion, all of that 
constitutes emotional abuse as far as I'm concerned. And yet we're blaming them for the behavior that they endured for the trauma. Uh, no. Then things evolved and they started being referred to as codependents. <sighs> I'll have to do another podcast on why I hate the word codependent, but also patronizing. Again, we're still blaming the victims. We're saying that there's something wrong with them, that this occurred, that this whole dynamic played out. Also, hot steaming pile of bullshit. So finally, people started thinking more along the lines of, well, it's actually traumatic. Let's take out the blame and look at what's really happening for this person, because what happens to them after they find out actually looks a lot like PTSD symptoms. PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder, for those of you that were not sure. So this looks like trauma. This looks like post-traumatic stress. So finally, this trauma model was born, and in Partners of Sex Addicts, we call it betrayal trauma. We call them betrayed partners. We call it... Uh, partner trauma as well. So these terms are all interchangeable, but basically it's kind of the same thing. So the depth of this is something that does need to be considered, and I want to touch on that for a second. So when you have been married to somebody that you didn't know was living a double life, and I will have to do an episode on my experience with this because I went through this in my first marriage. I used to be married to a sex addict. So when you go through this, it completely calls into question your reality. So the memories that you create with this person, the life that you think you've created with this person, the image you had of this person, all of that now becomes overshadowed by what you found out. It's rattling. Well, that's an understatement. It's really fucking rattling. How about that? Okay. So... It's one of those things that people just reel from when they initially find out. And as they go through the process of healing, whether they stay in their relationships or not, it keeps coming back to them. All of these questions that come up of, was this a red flag? Should I have seen it? What could I have done? What could I do now? You know, is do I have to worry about them doing this again? All of that kind of stuff is part of the trauma response, which also includes, you know, problems sleeping and nightmares and flashbacks of how they found out and discovered the infidelity. Um, it includes, you know, mood swings and their emotions being all over the map and um, problems concentrating and worries for their safety. That's a real thing. Yes, their safety was jeopardized. When you have affairs with someone and you don't tell your partner, no, it's not that you've chosen a polyamorous lifestyle. That comes with discussion and negotiation. That is infidelity. And you've put your partner at risk of contracting a sexually transmitted disease. That is faux real. So yes, their safety has been compromised. So these are things that the person who is betrayed is going to worry about and they're going to be fearful of, and they're going to lose sleep over it, and that is part of betrayal trauma. So we're going to talk in more depth about 
how do people heal from betrayal trauma? Well, slowly and very carefully. But um, what I often tell the people who've betrayed their partners, who want to help their partners heal from betrayal trauma, is that it's a four-layer process. And those four layers are consistent, voluntary, transparency, and they have to occur over an extended period of time. So consistency, voluntary, meaning taking initiative to do things, not waiting till you're asked to do them. Ugh. Uh, transparency, meaning being honest and offering information and not wanting to be secretive, not withholding, not lying by omission. That is still lying. Just because it's omission and you left out a small detail doesn't mean you're not lying. You're lying. And also continuing to do this over an extended period of time. Couple weeks of good behavior is not an extended period of time. Okay. So this is the formula by which I basically have the people I work with who've committed the betrayal start living their lives. If they want to regain trust, rebuild what they broke, repair the damage, that is the name of the game. That comes in many different forms. It can look different for different people, and we're definitely going to get more into that. But I wanted to start out with giving you guys kind of a foundation on what the heck is betrayal trauma, why is this woman using this terminology so often? What the hell does it mean? Well, here it is in a nutshell. It is the trauma of being betrayed. It is extremely painful. It is extremely difficult to heal from. And honestly, even if you're not in a serious long-term relationship, but like you think it's cool to have a side piece and this is glorified on the internet and in our music and whatever else, and it seems pretty normal, people seem to get over it pretty quickly, just know that it's still hurtful, it's still damaging, and even though people can act tough like they're over it quickly, it's still going to impact them. It's going to affect the way that they're able to trust other people in the future. Why you got to mess that up for them? So basically, that is betrayal trauma. If you have any questions, feel free to give me feedback, post. You can leave me feedback on my website, um, on here, I believe on my YouTube channel as well. So I look forward to hearing from you and I promise we're gonna go deeper into this and some of the different ways that it shows up and how it affects relationships and we're going to just peel those layers off and undress it. So thank you for listening and I can't wait to record again soon for you. Take care.